Welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast in which we review every episode of Degrassi. Um, and if you want to follow along, uh, all the episodes are on YouTube for free. Uh, I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 4, Karma Chameleon. So Kelsey, can you please read us the episode summary? Gladly. So according to the Degrassi Wiki... Ashley feels like an outcast. Nobody's willing to forget how she treated them at her party last year. Ashley decides to take action, swallows her pride, and apologizes to everyone. And it works. She boasts to Terry about her success. It's like last year never happened. Paige forgives her, Jimmy would take her back in a second, and Sean even asks her out. So that cut really short, and there's nothing about what's happening with Toby. There's nothing about the conflict. Like, according to the Degrassi wiki, this whole episode was just everything turns out great for Ashley, which is very misleading. I know. It does not even hint at the fact that something bad is going to happen later on. It doesn't hint at any kind of conflict, which is very strange for the Degrassi wiki. Yeah, usually they focus on, the like, uh, conflict. And also they're, like, weird and ominous and, like, cryptic. And there's none of that in here. It's just like, everything was great. <laughs> um, Hollins, can you tell us a little bit about the episode title? Well, Karma Chameleon is a culture club song. So I think season two were solidly, like, exclusively 80s song titles as the titles of the episode. And I think it's very fitting because Karma, I guess, is catching up with Ashley. Yeah, I think it. I think it fits. I mean, yeah, I. I definitely think. I mean, I don't. The chameleon's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> also, for the record, ever since Hall and I realized that this was the episode we'd been talking about, we've been singing Karma Chameleon, but we only know like the one line, <laughs> so it's just that over and over again, which is pretty great. I mean, I think that's all you really need to know from that song. It's the most memorable part. But let's get into the ep. It is. Picture day. Picture day is coming up and everyone's like trying to figure out what's happening. And it starts with Paige and Hazel and company out front in school. And Ashley comes up again and is like, oh, hey, what's going on? And they're like, girl, quit it. We don't like you anymore. Yeah. And Paige is like, you're not invited. And Ashley's like, well, I didn't want to go to your dumb party anyway, which is a flat out lie because a uh, retro roller skating party sounds incredible. My birthday is coming up. I think maybe I want to have a retro roller skating party. It sounds amazing. Yes, but hopefully nobody says something gross and creepy like Jimmy did and say, ooh, satin, tight satin shorts, we're there. Oh, that was really gross. And also, like, since when do boys care about satin? Like, he could have just been, like, tight shorts were there, and that would have, like, made more sense. It still would have been gross. And, like, I know that Hazel said satin shorts, and that makes sense for her character. But for Jimmy to be, like, satin, oh, man. I'm like, what? It's not even a sexy fabric. It's not a forgiving fabric. <laughs> but that was creepy. But, yes, Ashley's not invited to Paige's party because Paige is still pissed off about the party from last year and Ashley is still paying for what she did which like isn't even really that I it wasn't that big of a deal but in middle school world it was a very very big deal it was a BFD so um so that happens and then you know the whatever take song comes on um and then they are at school and we see Ellie you guys Ellie's my favorite character. I squealed with joy. I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for Ellie. I'm like, like Stacey Farber is amazing. I'm just here for Ellie. And she like just knocked, the, like she wasn't in this episode a lot, but every part of it was so perfectly Ellie that I was like, yes, you're here. So her first introduction is she, Paige and Hazel come into the classroom and Paige is like, oh my God, Ellie, girl. Or hun, sorry, what am I even saying? She obviously said hun. She is complaining to Ellie about how Hazel is her best friend and, like, her seat is so far away across the room. Do you get the hint? And Ellie's like, oh, so you want me to switch? And she's like, ugh, I knew you understood. And then she just does not get up and leave. And Paige is like, mm, I think you misunderstood. And Ellie's like, oh, no, I'm good. I got it. 
Ellie's a queen. <laughs> Ellie is like here and ready and I'm psyched for it. Um, I mean, I already have a million fashion notes. Do, can we jump right into fashion police? I mean, most of the notes I took were fashion notes, but so I guess I can start. Terry is wearing a bandana. Yep. And it's awful. Oh yeah. <laughs> um also every all the girls are all just wearing so much more eyeliner than season one. It's like 2002 eyeliner has hit the scene. Everybody is wearing a lot of eyeliner. I was really actually into everybody's like beauty looks like um, Terry always looks good. Like her makeup is like consistently pretty on point. Although at the very end she had like white eyeliner and nothing else and it looked crazy. Um, but Ellie's like goth look is like undeniably perfect. But her makeup is like very on point for like right now. Like maybe less eyes, but like the dark lips and everything, it's very like 2016. So I'm like, hey, look at you, fashion forward. Um and then let's see. Uh Ash Ashley's goth look is evolving mm-hmm. uh at the beginning. I mean, she like jumps back into like her old look uh later on when she like gets back into her camo tank top. That's like a staple for Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um and Paige is like, You look so sexy. And she's like, Thanks. I'm like, what is happening? Um, but her goth look is evolving and I'm here for it. Um, and yeah, uh, Paige's makeup and hair are like looks good throughout the episode. She has like braids at the beginning that I'm really feeling and her hair for picture day is crazy. <laughs> There's like sporadic like curls, but it kind of works for her. And it might just be that like, she's a pretty girl, so it works, but I don't, it, it's kind of working like that haircut that she got paid to go on a date for is like, it paid off. Um, Hazel is wearing a like kerchief. <laughs> it's like a scarf, but it's knotted like a kerchief, and it's a little strange, but very Hazel. Um, Sean is wearing a nice little white his like his white sweater, his good boy sweater. It's not the turtleneck, but that's what he's wearing for picture day. Um, Spinner's hair got spikier again somehow. It's just so much gel. And Sean also was just wearing the white t-shirt in the beginning, which was like, I like this look on you. Like, you don't need to always have a jacket. But the lunch lady does call him a knight in shining denim. I'm like, ah, yes, I love you. But yeah, Spinner's hair is definitely spikier. And I think he has frosted tips because of course he does. Of course he does. And Paige's uh, blue clear backpack is back and ready for action. And it gets a lot of like prominent showing by being in seats, which is cool. Um, and I, I made fun of Ashley's camo shirt, but she does genuinely look really good for picture day. Like her hair and makeup look really good until the end when she's like clearly getting frazzled and her hair starts frizzing out. And I can't decide if that was like a choice made by like the style team or that they're still so low budget that they don't have people styling her hair throughout the day. (laughs) So it's either that they're like really trying to emphasize how like freaked out she's getting or they're just like lol who's going to spend time and money on that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, her hair definitely spiraled out of control toward the end there. Emma's outfit for picture day is kind of bland for Emma. I mean, like she's she likes to make some weird, bold fashion choices, like hearts on shirts and dolphins on pants. And I'm like, you're just all white, and you could have done something more fun with this. I think she's just maturing. She's liking older men now, even though it didn't work out for her. Um, she's just, yeah, getting back to basics, I guess. Yeah, Um, and then I like Toby's, like, plaid shirt that he wore for picture day Toby never gets positive fashion notes so I need to throw him this bone (laughs) oh also I have one more thing so it looked like in the beginning scene Paige had a belly button ring which I want to pose real or fake real totally real that's what I'm thinking yeah I, I had a belly button ring when I was 13 I feel like that's a thing that like the actual actress would do Or, yeah, I could see it both. I could see it also being, like, a little sticky, like, you know how, like, there were those, like, body glitter charms and stuff you could get? I can totally see her, like, being a little too chicken to actually commit to a belly button ring and just putting that on her stomach. 
Totally. But I th- I think for the sake of integrity, I feel like she <laughs> has a belly button ring. I just want her to have a belly button <laughs> ring like in 2002. Like I think that's a fun choice. Um, I have no other fashion notes. Me neither. All right. No more fashion, please. Closing out. Um, so do you want to get into Toby's storyline and just like kind of work on it and knock it out? All right. So Toby is walking down the hall with Emma and Manny and JT and he's like going on and on about anime and JT is like anime is dumb, which like same. And then Emma is like, well, actually it's very culturally relevant and then Toby's like, oh, really? Yeah. Have you seen this thing and this thing? And she's like, I said it was culturally relevant. Like, I didn't say that I liked it, <laughs> which is like, ooh, burn. And then she and Manny immediately see Craig and are like, oh, my God, Craig, and just run away and just ditch JT and Toby. But so Toby is on and on about anime. And then he goes into the media immersion room to ask Mr. Simpson for the CD-ROM for the anime. But it's already been checked out. By none other than Kendra Mason. And Kendra's here, and Kendra's great. She is a very short-lived character, but I love her while she's around. I think, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes her acting is a little stiff because she's a a child, (laughs) Um, but I think that she's a great character. Um, I think that if they kept her on longer, they could have done more with her, but she, like, comes in real strong. She's very, like, strong female character. Definitely. So she has checked out the anime and Toby is flabbergasted and just very taken with her and immediately gets flustered. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll give it to you tomorrow. And he's like backing away and like runs into the wall before he walks out the door. And it's very embarrassing for him. Um, but then later on, he is going to the bathroom and Spinner is in there, too. And it's like, hey, so I hear that. Kendra Mason has been talking about you a lot. And I was like, oh, really? That's cool. And Spinner's like, yo, her last name is Mason and my last name is Mason. What are the odds? And Toby's like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. And at first it takes a minute to like grasp the concept of adoption, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, also, I just wanted to say that too much time spent on both of them peeing. <laughs> Like, that's weird. Just have them washing their hands or just standing there. Like, whenever the girls have conversations in the bathroom, they're always, like, doing their hair for the most part, except for, like, coming of age with Emma and the period. But it's, like, for the most part, like, there's nothing happening. But then with the dudes, it's, like, they're actually peeing in urinals. And it's, like, what is happening? I hate it. (laughs) Got to be realistic, I guess. Although I don't know how much boys talk at the urinal. I'm not a man. I would not know. But, yes, so Spinner immediately is on, like, big brother intimidation mode with Toby, which, like, why would you even be threatened by Toby? He's, like, a fucking little potato. (laughs) But, yeah, but then Spinner is like, so stay away from my sister or I'll turn your glasses into contacts, which I was like, that was a really good one, Spinner. Like, kudos to you. I wrote that down, too. I was like, that's actually a really great threat. Like, that's the – it's – funny it like gets the point across and it's not like at the end of the episode where he like gives him gross threats i'm like no glasses into context is great like if i was a bully i would use that all the time (laughs) that's amazing so now toby is on edge and is like afraid to talk to kendra for fear of being beaten to a pulp by spinner and like every time he talks to kendra spinner is like looming in the background and crossing his arms over his chest and like don't you have class like why are you like stalking your little sister and making sure that this tiny potato man doesn't talk to her it's it's alarming I'm like you have stuff to do you are in a whole nother part of the storyline of this episode how are you in two places at once but I mean this I actually kind of like this B plot like it's silly but it's fun and I like this B plot for uh all of like JT's like ways to describe Spinner alone like they're all great and effective he basically just calls him a sasquatch or bigfoot the whole time he's like like sasquatch ahead sasquatch ahead bigfoot's coming come on toby get out of harm's way he's like talking about how he'll like eat him or like he'll he'll maim him with his teeth or something and i was like yes all of this is top notch um so yeah so every time toby talks to kendra spinners in the background looming like a fucking creep um and so he starts, like, 
so she's like, yeah, let's meet at lunch. And he's like, okay. And then uh, he doesn't meet her at lunch. And they're like waiting at picture day. And they like make eyes at each other. And then he doesn't go over there. And Emma like is like making chicken noises in his <laughs> ear, which is like, okay, that's fair. Um, and he's like, no, I can't because Spinner exists in the world and I'm a coward, um, which is fair. And then finally, Kendra manages to like corner him in the hallway and is like, here's the damn CD-ROM. And very angry with him for being a dummy and standing her up at lunch. And she's like, what is going on? Why didn't you meet me at lunch? And then Spinner is looming again. And Kendra's like, oh, and Kendra finally sees this happening and is like, oh, my God, you're not afraid of my brother, are you? Like, look me in the eye and tell me that's not what it is. And Toby's just, like, looking at the ground. And she's like, oh, you're such a coward. Yeah, Kendra was a big old badass because, first of all, she, not only did she not like – I feel like if I was in her position, I would have, like, shied away and just been like, I guess he doesn't like me. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I would have done that in seventh grade and also, like, 24, almost 25-year-old me would have done that too. I would have been like, oh, no, he just doesn't like me. I wouldn't assume that, like, he was just being an asshole. Like, she actually confronted him. And I was like, fuck, yeah, go Kendra. So she goes in and she, like, confronts him, first of all. Second of all, she is like – she figures it out, which is smart. And then she straight up is like, you're a fucking coward, bro. And then she's like, peace. And it's like, yes, Kendra. But then at the end of the episode, Kendra and Spinner, or Kendra, I think, is confronting Spinner in the hallway about it. Or they're having some kind of conversation in the hallway. And Toby is like, you know what? I'm going to go up to her. I, he walks up to Spinner and Kendra, and Spinner's like, um, do you have any idea what you're doing? Like, you need to leave. And Toby's like, no, I'm staying. It's worth it. And then Spinner is suitably impressed and is like, all right, but if you, like, hurt her or mess with her, I just want you to know that I can rip out your bowel and eat it for breakfast. Gross. Which I'm like, ew, why would you want? A, why would you want to eat Toby's bowel? Also, isn't it bowels? You don't, it's not just one bowel, right? I don't know. You're the copy editor. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a, like a physiologist, though. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I loved Kendra's reaction uh, when Toby's like, no. She's like, no. And she has this <laughs> smile on her face, and it's amazing. Also, I thought it was like, like, I guess I understand that, like, where they're headed is that they already like each other. But it was so weird to me that Spinner was immediately like, if you break her heart, I'm like, they are barely friends. <laughs> like, they're not dating. They haven't talked about dating. They barely talked about anything. They've had, what, three conversations and they made eyes at each other one time. Like, I, I don't understand that. Like, they just jump too fast. But I guess that's also, like, middle school relationships is, like, you go from, like, never having a conversation to, like, we're dating. It's fine. Yeah. I was about to say, like, middle school relationships work at an exponentially fast pace. It's, like, one day you're you don't know each other and the next you're like i am in love with this person we say i love you because we're 13 and we think it means like we don't understand what that means but yeah so spinner's like all right don't mess with her and then kendra's like oh my god i can't believe you did that but if you mess with me i can rip out your bowel myself and then like walks away and i'm like oh i love you kendra like, girl power. She's the best. But also still the ripping out the bowel thing. I'm like, why are we still repeating this? This is terrible. Can't we go back to, like, glasses turned into contacts? Because that was great. It was clever and a lot more tame. But that was that was the whole Toby Kendra storyline, which was great. I'm happy Kendra's here because it means Toby's not going to be, like, creepy nice guy with Emma anymore. Like, we've moved on from that useless storyline. So now let's get into Ashley. Um, this was a whole emotional fucking roller coaster for me. I was like, I was up, I was down, I was just sad for her at the end, and I was mad at her. I just felt a lot of feelings. So they talk about the roller skating party, and then Paige has that confrontation with Ellie. Um, and then Ashley starts going on like her apology tour, like Justin Bieber sorry style. <laughs> um, and she starts with Paige right after Paige has her Ellie conversation. And Ellie's kind of listening in and peeking over. And I'm like, you guys are going to be best friends. And I am ready for it. 
Um, so she's talking to Paige and she's like, I'm really sorry. We've been friends for seven years. That's half of our lives. And Paige is like, is this a math equation or an apology? <laughs> and I'm like, that's fair. Um, and she's just like, she's like, just think about it. I'm really sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And Paige does look like genuinely sad. Like, I, I think she does really feel bad, but I think she's also like, really, she's really hurt by what Ashley said, which is fair. Yes. But again, Paige, you called her a hag first, but whatever. But I understand. You're hurt. It's still a big thing. You're still apprehensive about letting her back into your life. And then Ashley goes and apologizes to Jimmy. She waits until after class and kind of corners him in the classroom. And at first he's like, oh, my God, don't talk to me. But she's like, no, I'm very sorry. I missed you. Da, da, da. And they get back into like kind of gross Jimmy goo goo over Ashley. And Spinner's just kind of like waiting outside the door watching it all happen. He's just being like a human eye roll, which is really funny. Um, but it's like I don't ship Ashley Jimmy ever, but I do a little bit in this moment just because Jimmy looks so sweet. But it's like also we know that Ashley doesn't want to date Jimmy. Like she's just leading him on, and maybe that's not her intention, and maybe he's just reading into it. I don't know. Oh, but the class that they're leaving is um, science with Ms. Hatsalakos. And I just, I rem she's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. But I distinctly remember her being way hotter. Like, I just feel like I thought that she was so much hotter when I was younger. Maybe in hindsight, looking back, you, with things we learn later on about her character, she maybe looks older looking back because of developments that happen later on where you're like oh she's not just like that random hot teacher she's like a, like somebody else that does other things I don't want to spoil anything but yeah I don't know she does look like probably older than what I remember I guess it might also just be like the amount of hairspray um <laughs> I feel like that has an impact somehow um so yeah, so Ms. Hot Slacos, um, or as they call her later, Miss Hot Sauce, I think. I don't know. It's crazy. We'll, we'll get to that at some <laughs> point. Um, so uh, Ashley apologizes to Jimmy, and it's like Jimmy's all like hard eyes about it. Um, and it's kind of a bummer, but it's also kind of sweet. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, she, Ashley is kind of leading him on a little bit because she's like, oh, my parents miss you and Toby missed you. And I think they would really like it if you could come by again, like, like old times. And it's like, it does seem like she, the, what, from what she is saying, it's hinting at like trying, maybe getting back together, but it is never explicitly said, but like, it's kind of a tricky, whatever. But then after school, Spinner and Jimmy and Paige and Hazel are like hanging out or maybe it's at lunch. They're like sitting on a bench at some point during the day and Paige is still like, oh, my God, this is classic Ashley. She's just sweet talking her way to get what she wants. But Jimmy's like, no, I think she's like she's apologizing. She's trying to change. Da, 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 da. And Spinner's like, yeah, she was really wanting to get in Jimmy's good graces or something like that. And Paige is basically just like, OK, well, you still love her, so you don't count. Which, like, is fair. Um, and also, I just want to say the lighting in this scene is really beautiful. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. Everyone looks good. It is the golden hour. Um, and then, pa uh, not Paige, Hazel is, like, has one of her, like, rare great moments. Because, like, Hazel is very much herself all the time, which is fantastic. But once in a while, she'll just come out with something and you're like, oh, you're three-dimensional and a nice person sometimes. Um, and she stands up to Paige and she's like, or maybe you're just threatened. And Paige is like, what? And you can basically hear like a record scratch. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm serious. Like, you know, she's apologizing. Like, it seems like she's being genuine. Like, you should forgive her. And I'm like, Hazel, fucking knocking it out of the park. Ashley does not deserve forgiveness in the long run, in my opinion. <laughs> um, not for that, just for her like follow up behavior. Um, but still. Like, Hazel, fuck yeah. Yes. I know. I love Hazel in this moment. And I know later on, Hazel kind of gets the rap of, like, kind of just being Paige's sidekick and being kind of a doormat. But she just 
I feel like she always is very straight with Paige and is not afraid to stand up to her, which I think is great. And I think a lot of people forget that because she just doesn't get as much screen time as Paige because Paige is like fucking out of this world. Well, Paige is like the queen bee to Hazel's like Gretchen Wieners, um, you know, which is fine. Um, so then, uh, then Ashley is in the cafeteria and she's like a dollar short for buying lunch and in comes Sean, her knight in shining denim as the lunch lady says, (laughs) and he helps cover her like missing dollar and they get to talking and it's, and she's like, so like, has enough time passed for this to not be awkward anymore? Like, can we just get over it? And he's like, oh, okay. And then they kind of have, like, a weird, like, sexual tension-filled conversation in the cafeteria. And, like, I guess she kind of apologized. They, like, kind of, like, make amends after, like, the weirdness that had been between them since the party. And then Cre- after they're done talking, Craig comes over and is like, what's the deal with that? I love all the, like, weird Craig-Ashley, like, glancing at each other moments that are just, like, casually thrown in. Also, I think it's weird that the lunch lady wouldn't let her just give her a dollar tomorrow. She's like, this is a cafeteria, not a soup kitchen. I'm like, you work at a public school. Like, not all these kids can afford to have, like, all their lunch every day. Like, let her give you a fucking dollar tomorrow. Like, use the honor system, all right? This isn't a restaurant. It's a high school cafeteria. Get it together. Um, so that was weird. Craig basically then eggs on, uh, Sean to just be like, you should ask her out. Seems like she's talking to you now. And I'm like, Craig, you're missing the point. (laughs) I I think I wrote down Craig is such an instigator. (laughs) Um, but yeah, she's like, well, you're talking that she's not ignoring you anymore. And so then after school, or actually, then later in class, Ashley walks in late and goes to try to sit down next to Paige, who has her, like, clear blue backpack in the chair. And then Paige moves the backpack and lets Ashley sit down. But And then Quan kind of, like, calls Ashley out for trying to sneak in late. And then Paige makes kind of an awful joke at Ms. Quan's expense. But then it's like she does the bond with Ashley again. Yeah, it makes me ship their friendship a little bit. Like, I have a lot of conflicting feelings because I think that what Ashley did in the first place wasn't so bad. You know, I think that they should have forgiven her. But I think that her follow-up behavior has been, like, not great. So I feel like, ultimately, like, I I wouldn't want to be her friend again either. Like, you know? Um, But in this moment, I, like, I'm like, oh, be friends again. This is really sweet. I'm, like, glad that you guys are, like, bonding. Even if it is, like, they call Quan a cow, which is crazy. Because she's Queen Quan. And I don't know if it's, like, meant to be a fat joke or what, because she's not. And even if she was, that's a shitty joke to make about a person. I don't know. But I'm like, okay, hard eyes for their friendship. Yeah. Not a fan of the joke, but I brought them close together again. I don't know, whatever. So then after school, Terry goes home with Ashley, and Ashley's like, floating on air she's so happy and she's like and terry's like geez you're in a good mood and ashley's like this is the best day i've had in months i and she says i should have apologized months ago and i was like why didn't you why didn't you apologize months ago like what the fuck i wrote that down too i was like is she just apologizing now with like four exclamation points and question marks i don't understand why like that's another reason that they shouldn't forgive her it took her months like it is picture day an entire summer has gone by plus at least a month of school right because picture day is usually like early october i don't know whatever end of september it's been long enough that she should have apologized every single like if she really felt that bad she should have apologized like every single day at least once a week or something like not like okay, now I apologize because I feel like I have been banished for long enough. Like, is it some sort of weird, like, self-flagellation thing? I don't understand why it took her so long. Yeah, so 
if this is the first time she has apologized since it all happened, I can understand why they're all still so mad at her because she hasn't even bothered to apologize for it yet. And I don't know if it's like a weird pride thing where she like, she feels bad about what she did, but she also feels like it's not totally her fault because she was on ecstasy. So she doesn't really think she did anything wrong. Like, I don't know. It's like a weird, like, I understand she was in therapy all summer, but that, I feel like that should have at least, like, her therapist should have been like, so you should apologize to your friends or at least, like, give her some advice about, like, how can we not be depressed about this situation anymore? Maybe you should try to apologize and make amends with your friends, but whatever. She just apologized now. She's so happy about it, and then she starts to get a little bit cocky. Yep, Sean calls her on the phone, and he asks her out for Friday, a movie date, as is his move, <laughs> um, and she says yes, and he's like, really? Because Sean is forever underestimating his hotness, which is alarming and weird, but fine, whatever. Like, despite all evidence to the contrary, he's like, why do girls want to date me? I'm like, I don't know. Look at your face. <laughs> and then she gets off the phone, and she's like, and now I have a date with Sean. And Terry's, like, making hella good points. She's like, um, maybe you should cool it because you're just getting back into people's good graces. And this is going to hurt Jimmy's feelings, and it's going to fuck everything up. And Ashley, as per usual, I, I like, Classic screamed. Ashley. I, like, screamed when she did this. I was so mad. Classic fucking Ashley sucks as per usual and is like, well, you know, you'll understand when a boy likes you, which... First of all, incorrect, because Spinner liked her, and granted, she fucked it up, but Spinner did like her, and it was Paige's fault, whatever. So, first of all, wrong. Second of all, rude. Fuck you. Also, you don't need a boy to like you to understand common fucking sense. Like, Ashley's being dumb. Like, she should listen to Terry, because Terry is not blinded by a boy liking her and making bad decisions. She is the ultimate voice of reason, and Ashley ignores her, Per usual, like the second something goes good for Ashley and she doesn't like need to cling to Terry, she's back to treating her like dirt, which so, which kind of leads me to slightly understand Terry's actions at the end of the episode, but also not like completely. I have some feelings on that. So, um, I mean, skipping to the end, we'll, we'll go back and we'll do the whole thing, but skipping to the end just to keep up with Terry. So uh, eventually Terry is talking to Paige and Paige is like, you should just hang out with us because we're cool and ditch Ashley because she sucks. And Terry eventually like goes over to Paige. And my feelings on that are like she's going over to them for the wrong reasons. Like Paige's argument is shitty um, and not how the world should work. She's going over there for all the wrong reasons, but I also totally back her up because Ashley treats her like shit. I would do the same exact thing and it probably wouldn't be because I'd be joining the cool kids um, but it would definitely be because a person who claims to be my best friend and has been on relying and has been like relying on me for months just as soon as she has another friend goes back to treating me like human garbage like fuck that. Yeah not great and I think it is something I think Ashley really did need to get kicked in the ass for just like for real. She needed to hit her like actual rock bottom without Terry to finally learn some goddamn compassion and like just kind of like knock her down and make her realize like how to treat another human being and how you can be happy and not have to put other people down to feel like you need to build yourself up. Which I feel like Ashley definitely uses Terry as a punching bag, especially when she's like not feeling great or when she or like whenever Terry just like questions anything about what she's doing and she just ultimately puts her down because she doesn't want to hear anything that isn't her own opinion. And it's not great. And she just picks at Terry's insecurities, which is also not something a good friend does. But yeah, so. Ashley's cocky. She makes that awful remark to Terry. And then the next day, Terry tells P 
Paige about how Sean asked Ashley out on a date and Paige is like, oh my God, I knew she was faking it. I knew, like, I, this is fucking classic Ashley. Like, of course she's doing this. This is going to hurt Jimmy. And then in science class, Paige uses the science experiment to tell Jimmy how awful a relationship with Ashley is. And then he tells, she tells him about the Sean date. And then Jimmy calls Ashley a slut, which I'm not crazy about. Um, I don't love people calling other people sluts, um, especially because Ashley's not a slut. But she, I I have a lot of feelings on that word, but she, she is doing a shitty thing. Like, I understand him lashing out at her. Like, also, he is 14 and a boy in 2002, so I'll give him a pass because he's also, like, hurting um, but yeah, I mean, and then she like goes into full on sadness mode and cause he does it in front of everyone, which is kind of shitty. And it's like, they're all like staring at her and she goes like full sad mode and her hair gets big and frizzy and she puts on a sweatshirt. And so now we see what's happening. No, they're fighting in the classroom and he just kind of like walks out on her right, and she is mortified, understandably. And I hated him calling her a slut. And, but she isn't dating you. She can date who she wants to. But, like, also, Ashley, awful timing. Maybe you should take baby steps in trying to get into the good graces with these people. And if you don't want to date Jimmy, don't lead him to believe you want to date him, which you kind of you kind of did. Like, you knew that was the angle to get back into his good graces because you know he's still probably in love with you. Like, let, let's, like, take a step back and evaluate the situation at hand. But then she is at her locker and Sean comes up to her. Um, So, big fight with Jimmy. And then she... We don't see her. But we see Jimmy uh, approach Sean at his locker and... First of all, they use full names with each other, which is always a great threat move. Um, he's like, Jimmy Brooks. And it's like a whole fucking thing. Um, and of course, they're like, Jimmy's like just lashing out at Sean because now he's already lashed out at Ashley. He might as well keep on doing this. So he lashes out at Sean and they start fighting and Craig splits them up and he's like, are you OK? And Sean's like, yeah, because they're like best friends from other side of the track situations um power duo and craig just looks like a sweet little elf and i'm just like i love you it's not great it's not great how much i love him um it's just very cute and then they the fight just kind of like breaks up basically with like some threats like thrown at each other and it's it's a whole thing but whatever right so Oh, yeah, and I, or Jimmy is like, you got to stay away from my... Oh, no, I think this happens before the Ashley-Jimmy fight. You guys, we're all fucked up and turned around. <laughs> that happens before the fight because Jimmy's like, you got to stay away from my girl or something <laughs> like stupid like that. And Sean's like, mm, I'll make sure to mention that to Ashley when I take her out on a date on Friday. And then they get into their little, like, kerfluffle. And then... And then I think it's when he confronts Ashley and is like, oh, I want to talk to a slut. And I was like, oh, that wasn't great. And then after that, <laughs> we're all over the place. Um, I just, yeah, no, that's that's definitely the trajectory. Oh, I don't love Jimmy calling Ashley property. I don't love Sean's burn back. It's just all bad. It's so awful. So then after Jimmy is awful to Ashley. Ashley's at her locker and Sean comes up to her and is like, hey, so like about Friday, like we could see whatever you want. Nah, 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 nah. And Ashley's like, oh, great. But would you mind if we maybe postponed? And he's like, oh, because you're dating Jimmy again. And she's like, no, this has nothing to do with Jimmy. But like Ashley and Hazel are like looming in the back or Paige and Hazel, sorry are looming in the background and Ashley keeps like looking at them and is like very self-conscious about the fact that Sean is talking to her and he's like oh doesn't have anything to do with Paige and everybody does it and she's like silent and he's like oh, okay got it all right bye yeah I mean he's just sad puppy and it's very sweet and you're like oh okay um 
which like I oh man the like do you mind if we postpone that's so my move is like do you mind if we postpone and I just keep doing it until they stop asking and <laughs> that is how I get out of dates um it's really effective and not at all shitty I swear um so yeah that is what happens and then the best thing so then ashley slides down the locker to the floor and already on the floor sitting next to her is ellie because ellie's the fucking best and ellie just goes that went well and i'm like yes she is here and i am ready for it so ready for ellie and ashley to be besties um so then it's time for the grade eights or the grade nines now to go into the gym for picture day and Ashley's waiting in line. She's wearing her sad sweatshirt. Paige and Hazel are making fun of it behind her back. It's not great. And pa- Ashley's just like so done with the day. But then Terry walks into the gym and Ashley's like, Terry over here. And Terry like looks at Paige and Hazel and looks at Ashley. And then she walks over to Paige and Hazel and totally ignores Ashley. And it's very sad. And Ashley just looks so sad and then she goes over to get her picture taken and the fucking the fucking photographer is so like you're so pretty smile and I'm like oh I hate you so much you complete stranger who we never see again (laughs) and she is like just take the picture and he's like not until you smile and I was just like I want to punch this man in the face and also don't call a 14 year old girl pretty you fucking creep and ugh, whatever um and she's like crying like a tear rolls down her face and she's like just take the picture and he's like okay (laughs) i know i'm like this girl is visibly upset and visibly crying take the damn picture and let her leave also he takes like three pictures of her at the end and i get that it was probably for like dramatic effect she was just like staring at the camera and the picture the, the camera kept going off but not realistic. You get like one picture at picture day and then they're like move along. Like this is what you get. This is what you're stuck with. For senior photos for my high school, we got a, a lot of photos taken. And I also like petitioned to get mine taken like four different times because I am a little self-loathing. And I was like, well, I didn't like any of them the first time. I don't think I liked any of them ever, but I was. they were like, you can't do this again. For our well, yeah, senior photos are definitely different. We actually, our school, we had to go to like a like an actual like a different photographer like off site and get like a certain senior photo taken like off campus for senior photos. I don't even know why, but we did. We had to do it like next to a tree. It was so dorky, but otherwise, like no, you like get one picture and that's what you get, and that's on your ID, and you look usually look pretty gross. Yeah, no, it's never good, but whatever, it's fine. And it's always, like, small and black and white. Why do people even give a shit? Um, But, yeah, so sad ending, another, like, ending on Ashley's sad crying face. But, like, the actress does a good job. Like, she gets a few good, like, tears out. I'm like, all right, you can do you. So, I mean. Good job, Melissa McIntyre. There you go. That's her name. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um. I like I like know like four people's names and of course like the main one is Stacy Farber. I'm like I love you. Thank you for letting me follow you on Instagram. Um, yes. yes. Um. But yeah. So we end on Ashley's sad face. Um. So do you have a Spirit Squad captain? I think I'm gonna go with Kendra <gasps> because. She was like Miss Strong Confident Woman the entire time and didn't take shit from either Toby or Spinner. And yeah, she like knew what she wanted. She knew she liked Toby. She wasn't embarrassed or self-conscious about it and was like, you know what? I'm just going to figure out what's going on because I know you fucking like me and I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I'm not going to deal with your bullshit. So I'm going to say Kendra. I mean, Kendra is the clear winner. I was also definitely going to say Kendra, but just for the sake of uh, doing things a little different, I'm going to say Ellie because it was her first episode and she knocked it out of the park and she was perfect in every like conceivable way and I loved her and she was great and she was just very, she was very on brand for Ellie. 
<laughs> right off the bat, very Ellie, which is all you can expect. But like, not everybody's like that in their first introduction. Marco is fucking doing the worm in his first episode. And I think the next time we see him, he's like Mr. Like Artie boy that Ellie has a crush on. Not like the visor wearing worm boy that he was <laughs> the first time he was on the show. Team uh, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> um, moral of the episode. Fucking apologize sooner, you asshole. What the shits? Apologize and be genuine. That's it. Be genuine, especially during apologies. That is the moral for me. Like, just be a real human person. Like, if, if you're going to apologize, be sincere about it. Don't get too cocky, you fucker. Be a sincere person. Do not apologize for the wrong reasons. I feel like Ashley in this episode was just apologizing because her life was being made hell and not totally because she was sorry. I think enough time had passed that she had already kind of made her peace with it and was just like, ugh, why is this still happening? I guess I need to apologize. But yeah, be like a genuine, sincere person and don't like string people along and don't treat people. Don't like put your shit on other people and make it so they have to like build you up. Totally agree. Um, ship. Ship of the episode is obviously Kendra and Toby. Like, Toby's never going to be a ship of an episode ever again. Let's give him this while he has it. They're great together. They're just a bunch of fucking dorks and I'm into it. I concur. And very true. Toby will never be a ship again. Because I don't think I like any of his other future. Like, he doesn't really have any other future things except for, like, one time. Which I'm not going to spoil, but I was not a fan of it. But yeah, Kendra and Toby, right, really good start to that relationship. Totally. Very on board for it. All right. So now we have a grapevine segment to do because we have like multiple things to talk about. Very exciting. We have received our first email at our email account. From one Thomas Sparks, love that last name, um, and he asks us, I have a question. Could you do Degrassi next class? P.S. I'm your biggest fan. You're my Degrassi podcast queen. I'm going to assume you mean queens because there are two of us, and I don't want anybody playing favorites. Yeah, if you're going to pick a favorite, just don't tell us because it'll hurt our feelings and it'll ruin our <laughs> friendship, and we really like each other, you guys. <laughs> Um, and to answer your question, Thomas, first of all, thank you for the email. And if you guys want to email us ever, you can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Um, and to answer your question, we weren't thinking of doing Degrassi next class, but we can be persuaded if you guys want us to. We're going to kind of just follow this out and see how it goes and play it by ear. But if enough people are like, please do Degrassi next class, we'll do Degrassi next class and we will make it happen. I already know making it to the end of Next Generation is going to be tough because once all these original people start to leave, I'm going to have some problems because I don't like change. Yeah, I mean, we just got to roll with it and we'll be here for each other, man. All right. We also got a tweet. And if you ever want to tweet at us, um, we recommend it because it's real cool. And we like everyone who tweets at us. We do all the liking and all of the, um, we do all the liking. And sometimes we answer if we don't have time uh, to, like, get back to you right away. Um, so we actually, our tweet is from Holland's sister, Allegra, at Allegra Baker. Um, and she had a good point to say. Um, it was about our uh, talks about um, Sean and Craig maybe being a good ship, like, not just as friends. Um, and she said, Sean Craig ship looks different when you remember early storyboard Craig was going to be gay and with Marco, which I totally forgot about. And like um, Jake Epstein has brought it up before that he was like originally meant to be Marco's future boyfriend, which I would have loved. So it does. It brings a different light because I could see like Craig and Sean like going through some stuff and maybe like figuring it out and being like an unexpected couple and I'm on board for it now officially and I'm pretty sure the only like lasting remnant of that 
early storyboard was the when in doubt kiss Craig yeah. quote that comes up later. Um, but yeah, if you if you haven't already, you should totally go to the Degrassi channel on YouTube and watch all of the straight talk interviews. Adama Ruggiero, aka Marco, interviews like so many of the old cast members, and it's fucking great. And you should watch all of them. They're really good. Um, so yeah, that's it for us. We're just gonna do some plugs. Um, so like I said, uh, at Degrassi Pod is our Twitter. Whatever it takes, podcast at gmail.com is our email. And you can also follow our Tumblr, whatever it takes, podcast.tumblr.com. And you can follow me at Kelsucks with a Z at the end on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at Hollandtacular on Twitter and Instagram. And as for finding the podcast, I mean, you've already found it, you're listening to it, but we are on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, I mean, it would be really sweet if you could rate us and give us a review and subscribe. That would just be the best. We love when people do stuff like that. Um, and now to plug something that we do not make. Um, <laughs> I am going to plug. I watched a movie this weekend that I really enjoyed. Uh, ACOD. Uh, it stands for Adult Children of Divorce. And it's an awesome movie that stars Adam Scott. Uh, Jessica Alba's in it. Amy Poehler's in it. So many good people are in it. It is an awesome movie. It was very funny, and I enjoyed it a lot. I've seen that movie, and I also enjoyed it a lot. I love all those people. Um, and I'm actually going to plug um, Bloodline Season 2 came out on Netflix this past weekend, That, and it's pretty good. I really enjoy it. I liked the first season, and Season two's pretty solid, and... Go check it out. It's all on Netflix. I love it. Maybe I'll check it out. I've never seen that show before, but you have generally good taste. Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights is in it, aka Kyle Chandler, and he's always fun to watch, I guess. Sold? All right. Uh, and that's it for us. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.